0: Host, <laughs> Be fucking dramatic.
1: Why would you eat that? That's disgusting. It's
0: delicious. Ew. It's one of my favorite, like, Christmas time treats.
1: Ew, ew, ew. I'm gonna throw up.
0: It's so good.
1: I can't. I can't. How? Why? Why would you ruin chocolate?
0: It's not ruining it to put orange in it. It tastes so good.
1: I'm going to throw up. <laughs> would you drink orange juice and chocolate milk? Yeah, I didn't think so.
0: <laughs> but I would eat. But. Hold on. I don't want to eat on.
1: There's no such thing as like chocolate orange pie. Yes, no.
0: There's chocolate orange ice cream that's good as fuck. Ew. <laughs> Miss Roll up. You're just wrong. Listeners at home, please. You never
1: tell me when we're recording.
0: <laughs> Perfect.
1: I hate
0: it. <laughs> listeners at home, please. Write in to Kate's DMs, the Spooky Show DMs. I'm like, so you I, I hear my lips smacking so much from those Okay, hold on.
1: Yeah, because
0: I'm eating a delicious you're eating chocolate the orange. eating
1: food ever. Oh,
0: it's so good. They have these sticks at Trader Joe's. That are like dark chocolate, and inside of them is like orange gelatin. Ew, so good, ew. dude. Uh, I it, my folks that. at home who know that chocolate and orange are fucking sick, DM the Spooky Show account and tell Kate how it is.
1: Mm, you don't have to do that. We can so talk good. about other things. So good. Well, welcome to Spooky Show. Oh my God. The spookiest show on this whole earth. and the universe and the stars
0: and the moon and all the other planets
1: yeah yeah yeah. we can't leave anyone out
0: though i heard they got good spooky shows on mars
1: yeah mars seems like a spooky planet jupiter
0: trash saturn trash podcast scene
1: (laughs) i am kate and harrison is munching away on its chocolate orange you hear those lips smacking.
0: <laughs> no, I don't. No, people don't like that
1: sound. No, 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 no. All right. Um, I'm still a little congested, so I apologize for the way I may sound. Want to start off right off? Thank
0: you for God's sake.
1: We will get into the story right after I just say this. We like to get into the stories quick, so one second, just give me a second. <laughs> um, I think that when you listen to a podcast, you go to a restaurant. You bought, purchased an item. Most of the time when you leave a review, it's because it was bad or there was something you didn't like about it. A lot of times when you like things, you kind of just say, oh, this is great and keep listening to it. And you don't let people know. So I am asking you, if you listen to the show and you really like it, let me know and rate the show on Apple Podcasts.
0: And tell a bud.
1: Rate and review, I mean. Please leave a review. I, like, especially if you rate it one star. It's kind of helpful to know, like, why. No. Yes, it is. Well, I have, like, people who just rated it one star, and I want to know why, you know? But that being said, if you do like it, like, please let it be known. And I would really appreciate it Um, for this year. And that's a New Year's wish. That's a New Year's little wish of mine. I love you all. The most. All right. Now
0: let's get into the show. Great episode.
1: Goodbye. Today. What's going on? Today we're talking about an unsolved case that was requested by a young person. Actually, I don't know if they're young, but um, someone named Christian via Instagram DM.
0: Shout out, Christian. Thanks for listening.
1: Yep. They gave me a nice message, asked if we could please do this case. So here we are. Um, it's the murders. Well, that's nice of that person. Yeah, it was it was very sweet. So it's the murders of the Miyazawa family. Oh, okay. It's also known as the Setagaya family murder because it took place in the Setagaya ward of Tokyo, Japan, on December 30th in the year 2000. Like I said, this case is still unsolved, and y'all know how much unsolved stories frustrate me. Whether it's because the police weren't doing their jobs or just, you know, the family not getting justice, of course. Of
0: course, of course. But we have- on the show, we always like to put a spotlight on stuff that hasn't been solved that hopefully, you know-
1: Literally what I was about to say. Someone will find out about it (laughs) that hasn't before.
0: And maybe you have information.
1: Yes, we have to tell these stories. Um, It's more important than ever that unsolved cases especially get special attention. So true. And- I got a lot of my information from the Unresolved podcast because there isn't a ton of information out there about the story. Also, this case takes place in Tokyo, like I said, and since I can barely pronounce English words, as you all know if you've been here (laughs) for a bit, um, I'm going to do my best here, so please give me some grace, correct me politely if you feel like you need to, and let's get into it. All right. Year 2000, in Tokyo, in the Setagaya Ward, setting the scene. All right. Setagaya, it's a pretty small, quaint suburb. And the Miyazawa family consisted of the father, 44-year-old uh, Mikio. Okay. His wife, 41-year-old Yasuko. And then they had two children together, an 8-year-old daughter named Nina, And a six-year-old son named Ray. Got it. So they were a very loving family, and they were very quiet. Like, everyone in the neighborhood really liked them. Coworkers liked them. They didn't start any drama or, like, cause any fuss in the neighborhood. (laughs) Mikio worked uh, at home in a corporate identity development for a media and marketing company. So this company he worked at is huge. I'm very successful. It's actually known for branding the term Wi-Fi.
0: Whoa. <laughs> yeah.
1: So he had a very... That's very cool. Yeah, very well-respected job. Which is of course,
0: short for wireless, fireless.
1: Yeah, exactly. The genius company. Well-respected job, great pay, doing great. And since there were locations all over the world, Mikio was able to work from home, and he had his own office space in his home. His co-workers said he was really nice, and he loved. They like loved to be around him. Okay. When he did go into the office, and he was the kind of guy like anyone could get along with. Yasuko, his wife, was a teacher in the area, and she was also very loved and like well respected by her students. They said she was very kind and compassionate, and of course, obviously, she was that way to her two children as well. Of course. Of course. Nina was in second grade. She loved soccer and ballet, and she was pretty active. And there isn't that much more information on the children, except that they were, like, both really smart, and they had a great future ahead of them. Like, Ray was kind of also suffering from a speech impediment, and he was, like, Uh literally working to improve it every day. And just... They had a lot of dedication. Now, most developments in Tokyo... They're very condensed because the population is so big. Right. But the Miyazawa family was lucky because their house was, like, kind of secluded. They had a lot of land and nature around them. And they lived in this house for 10 years, but it was a duplex. So it was a house split into two houses. And they were connected, but you couldn't get from one house to the other inside. You'd have to, like, walk outside and use the outside door. But it's not like they didn't know their neighbors because Yasuko's mother, a shy, lived in the other home.
0: Oh, so it was all the family in both houses. Okay.
1: Yeah, so it's pretty ideal. Like right, grandma, right there. So this house was in the Kami Soshigaya neighborhood of the Setagaya suburb, and it was right behind Soshigaya Park. This park is going to play a little large, a little large role. In this story. Oh, a little, a little large role. A little large role in this story. So, this park was huge and up and coming for the area. And so, a lot of teenagers and children were going to hang out and play there. There was also a skate park inside. So, it also was causing, like, a lot of noise for the families in the area. Uh So, this when this suburb was put in place, there were about 200 families living there. And at the time in 2000, there were only about four left. And it's not because this park was like that rowdy or anything. It's because they wanted to keep making it bigger. Uh So a lot of people were forced to leave their homes, even getting payments of like a million yen to leave. Whoa. Yeah. So a small part of it, too, is because this park, like I said, attracted a lot of people there. There were always a ton of strangers around. And so families were kind of worried about having children in that area. And eventually it did kind of seem that the, like, not the best kinds of people were starting to congregate at this park. Yeah. And Makio was kind of struggling with this because he was having a hard time focusing while working from home because it was so noisy over there. And the family didn't really feel comfortable sending their children now to go outside and play because there was all these strangers around. So honestly, they were getting to leave, getting ready to leave at this point themselves. And it's rumored that they did receive a payment. To do this. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: It's not a known fact that this happened, but it's rumored, like I said. So now it's December 31st, 2000. So we're starting after the murders. Yusuko's sister and her husband were coming to visit for the new year. And they were going to stay at a Shai's house right next door. And this was an important holiday for them because it seems like in Japan... The new year is kind of all about getting together with family and celebrating what's to come rather than here, for example, where it's like yeah. you get drunk and you party. So, of course, Yusuko's sister and her husband were going to come and celebrate and get together. And like this was very much planned in advance. So that morning, December 31st, Ashai tries to call over to the Miyazawa family to see what the plans were for that evening and when they should come over. But nobody answered the phone. And actually, the phone didn't even ring. So she tried again, and it still didn't work. So she's like, okay, I'll just walk on over and knock on their door. In Japan, it's kind of more acceptable to call before you would go over to somebody's house, even if it's your family. Yeah, it's the norm. Yeah, I could see here we would kind of barge in on our grandma's house or something. But there, it's like customary to call ahead of time and respect each other's privacy. So she decides she'll walk on over and knock on the door. She noticed their car was still outside, so she was, like, even more confused why they weren't picking up the phone. So she knocks and gets no response, and so she lets herself in. And as she walks in, she calls out to them. There's still no response. And as she walks further in, she sees her son-in-law, Mikio, at the bottom of the staircase. He was already dead.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, at this point, Ashai panicked. Um, she began to run up the stairs to see where the other members of the family were and to see if they were okay. And that's where she found Nina and her own daughter, Yasuko, at the top of the stairs, dead as well. Oh my God. And then she found Ray in his bedroom, in his bed, and he was dead as well. So she called the Tokyo Police Department, and they would come and do the family autopsies. They pretty much got to work immediately, despite how shocked they were that this happened. <laughs> Um, this is very rare for that area in Tokyo, like a mass homicide like this was not common at all. So the autopsies were completed and it was found that Nina and Yasuko had been stabbed to death and it was definitely overkill. Yasuko seemed to have the most stab wounds because it seemed like she did try to fight back to protect her daughter. And Mikio had tons of stab wounds as well, and one was in his head and his neck. Oh, I know. It was also thought that he had either been thrown or he fell down the stairs. So Ray, the youngest child, wasn't stabbed at all. He had been strangled to death.
0: Oh, no. Which
1: is weird. So it was calculated that their time of death was around 11.30 p.m. on December 30th, the night before Shai found them. And also, police found the murder weapon that was left behind. The the killer left the murder weapon there. It was a sashimi knife that was in the kitchen. And it still had blood on it, and it was broken. So this knife did not belong to the family. It was found that the um, girls of the family, too, were actually stabbed with another knife that did belong to the family. And this was also found in the kitchen as well with blood on it. So they were both left behind. Okay. So obviously the media frenzy on this was Obviously, wild. because
0: one of the knives broke, they yes. brought a backup knife.
1: No, they didn't. So
0: and the, the knife there, but there was a second bro- knife.
1: No, the knife they brought broke. So it seems oh, they went downstairs. Okay. Okay. Grabbed one of their knives and started using that. Dang. Yeah. So yeah, a mass homicide like this doesn't really happen. So the media was all over this. People were panicked thinking that there was someone out there who could do this to them. And police did not know who to look for. Like this family did not have any enemies. Yeah. And a shy who lived right next door didn't hear anything except a loud thump at around 30 that night, but she didn't think much of it cuz it was just a thump and that was it. There was nothing else.
0: Dang, how thick like, are those walls?
1: I know, right? And this this could have so See, if it's
0: like connected?
1: Yeah, they're connected. This could have been Mikio either falling or being thrown down the stairs, but it's very weird. She didn't hear anything. That is
0: so fucking weird.
1: Yeah. Especially when it's obviously the family members are being killed in order. Like, you yeah. would hear screaming from other members in the family, you would think.
0: Of course. Or, like, how many people were in there, because when people have tried to escape Yeah. from hearing the screams.
1: Yeah. So, police also think Ray was killed first. Especially if
0: family is right next door.
1: I know. P- police think Ray was killed first because he was strangled and not stabbed like the others.
0: Yeah. And he probably also was, like, probably their easiest.
1: Yeah. It also could be because he was the youngest and maybe the killer had some hesitancy. Like, not that he was the easiest, but, like, oh, this kid's really young and they feel bad about killing yeah, him. Yeah. Like,
0: especially, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Investigators also found that Mikio had been on his computer at 10.48 p.m. that evening. Okay. Because he had an email open from work that was password protected, so he had to be the one who opened it. Police were spending countless hours trying to piece this all together. Mm,
0: Interesting. I wonder.
1: Maybe someone made him.
0: Open it. yeah. Yeah. Like, why would it just be left open?
1: I know. So, yeah, they're trying to put their heads together.
0: And they're not 100% sure on the timeline. They think around 1130, mm -hmm, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: So that's very possible. This does not make sense in police's heads at all. They tried to trace back about a week before the murders to see if anything leading up would help them. And they would find that Mikio allegedly started confronting skaters and people in the park who were making too much noise. Okay. So he would go up to them and ask them to be quiet. And it doesn't really seem like it escalated further than that, but some... That's wouldn-
0: like one of the only leads they have, though, right? Right
1: now. But some witnesses said that he may have confronted a group of people from a local gang.
0: Ah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that would be... That would make sense.
1: Yeah. But by Christmas, December 25th, Yusuko had begun to tell people that she'd been seeing a vehicle parked in front of the home Several times and always the same car. So there's that. Um, a witness then came forward saying that on December 29th, a strange man in his 40s was walking around the Miaziah house. And they couldn't really say more than that. They were just like, I think I saw this strange man. It could have just been a man taking a walk nearby. And that same day on December 29th, a man in his 30s or 40s was seen at a train station that was only a few miles from the Miyazawa home. And he was wearing like a skater outfit, which was a little strange because it was cold at the time. And he was in like summer skater clothes. And that's why people didn't notice him. And he he was also wearing a backpack. And a witness came forward about this. And that same day... A man would be seen buying a sashimi knife nearby at the local shopping center, ah. and he was said to be wearing the same outfit, so it could have been the same man. Another witness would say the same man in the same outfit was seen near the Miyazai home the day of the murders. It's just a lot of like
0: little maybe things I saw and this. guesses, maybe yeah, this was
1: weird, maybe it's and there isn't dead. anything
0: I remember from their job history that would lead like them to be yeah, okay, that's
1: no. The next day, it was December 30th, which was the day that they were murdered. The family had a pretty calm Saturday, Saturday. They went shopping at around 6 p.m. And when they got home, Nina wanted to go to her grandmother's house. So Yasuko called Ashai and asked if Nina could go over. And Ashai was like, of course. So Nina went over to watch some TV. And she did this often, like all the time. Right. And then a few hours later, Nina went home and it was time for bed. So that's the last thing now. Now, more witnesses were coming forward and more tips were coming in. And one man said that he was walking in the park behind a Miyazawa home around 10 p.m. when he heard what he thought was a couple arguing. It sounded like a man and a woman having a normal argument. So he continued on. So this could be something. Could not. Okay, okay. Another witness said that they had seen a man kind of scurrying away from the home a little while later, like he was rushing to get out of there. Could be something. Could Should not be. be. Yeah. <laughs> Tips continue to flood in, and police had around twelve thousand pieces of information. A lot like this. A lot of, like we said, maybe this was it. Maybe this had something to do with it. I think I saw this. So now they were working to establish what exactly happened inside that home that evening, and they believe that someone cut the phone lines oh. because um, a shy could not get through to them the next morning like the phone wasn't even ringing and then they think this person climbed a tree that was at the back of the home near where the park was and then where they could get to like the second floor window where there was a, sc- a screened window and they are cut through and gotten through that way
0: jeez and
1: that is when it said the killer would have walked into ray's room and strangled him first And investigators then believe that Mikio heard the struggle from where he was working downstairs, and maybe that's why the email was up, and he would run up to try and fight off this killer, not knowing that Ray was already dead. And then the killer would get injured at this time, but he would also stab Mikio in the head with a sashimi knife, because remember how this knife was broken? Yeah. they believe it
0: hit skull.
1: The missing piece was in Mikio's head. I know. So after that, police believe Mikio was thrown or stumbled down the stairs where he landed. And that is when Nina and Yusuko started to get attacked upstairs with this broken knife. And when it wasn't working, the killer went downstairs to find another weapon. And that is when Isuko tried to patch up Nina because her blood was found on a first aid kit. Like it looked like they were trying, they thought the killer left when they went downstairs to get another knife. But this killer will return with a new knife from their kitchen and kill them. But this is not the end of the killer in the house. He did not. He did not just leave and flee after killing this family. Did he take a
0: poop in their toilet?
1: How did you know?
0: I just guessed. How did you know? What would be like a demonic fucked up thing to do after killing everybody is to take a shit and not flush it. Yeah. That's funny as hell.
1: Okay, we'll get there. Because he did a lot of other... They, we don't know if it's a man
0: or a woman, but... This person. They,
1: um, they did a lot of things as well. So,
0: That's so evidence
1: funny. was covering the entire house because investigators believe that this killer hadn't just killed and left. He stayed in the house, they stayed in the house, for hours. From two to ten hours, it's believed. They made themselves right at home. Police found the computer had been used right after Mikio had already passed away. Someone was drinking, like, four cups of barley tea, multiple ice cream cups, and, most insane of all, the killer had left a big ol' shit in the toilet in the upstairs bed, uh, bathroom. Crazy.
0: Chaotic.
1: Yes. They would, of course, take this in to be analyzed, and it was found that the killer had eaten a meal that was some sesame spinach dish beforehand. Okay. There were also piles of trash found in the bathtub, like, different objects and trash was just thrown in there. Footprints could be found around the house in blood and in dirt, and they were all from a slang, Slazinger tennis shoe, which was a specific Korean shoe that was not found in Japan. Okay. Towels were also found in the house that had blood on them, so, like... And when these towels were tested, it didn't match anyone in the family, so it's thought that this killer did get wounded and tried to like fix themselves up as well. It appears that someone took a nap that night on the sofa and then collected all the family's IDs and documents and organized them on the coffee table like they were trying to find something. Ah the computer had been connected to the internet at around one eighteen a m and someone had opened a bookmark that O had bookmarked himself that was for like a theater show that he wanted okay. to buy tickets for. And this killer tried to buy these tickets again, but it didn't go through. And then the killer tried to access Mikio's bank account, which is why these documents were kind of thought to be laid out, but he couldn't access the account. The computer was also thought to be accessed again at 10 a.m. the next morning, right before shy would find them. Uh-huh. And the killer was thought to take some money from the home, around the equivalent of a $1,000, but there was still some money that was easy access that was not taken. Uh huh. And then an old jacket of Mickey O's was the only thing to be found that was also taken. So <laughs> around 10 a.m. when this computer was thought to be logged on again, like I said, that was about the time Mishai would come over. So we don't know whether maybe like, she messed with the computer accidentally. Yeah. Or the killer fled when he heard her come. I keep saying he. It could be a the, she. Anyone? Yeah.
0: The person, the killer. I just, know. Just more, s- most killer. commonly a man. So. The killer.
1: The killer. So like maybe the killer heard a shy come, and it was them on the computer, but either way, you know this killer was thought. <laughs> I just don't know. Was this killer like calculated and confident, or
0: or mad or
1: messy because. You know, you stay in the house for two to 10 hours after. You got to be confident. You know, yeah, you're not absolutely. worried you're going to get caught. But you also have to be a fucking idiot to leave a shit in the toilet. Correct. So I can't decide whether this killer was like brilliant or stupid. Or it's wild. Wild, yeah. Dang. Investigators also found another thing in the home. The killer seemed to leave an entire outfit behind. Like, they stripped naked and walked... They have so walked, much DNA they and they stripped, still haven't
0: found this person.
1: Yeah. This killer stripped naked and walked out the door and took Mikio's jacket with them. They found a pair of black pants, a black air tech jacket, a white long sleeve shirt with purple sleeves, a gray bucket hat, black Edwin gloves... A multicolored scarf without tags and a blank handkerchief that had been ironed as well as tennis shoes and an army green fanny pack. Kind of bad. Dang. But inside this bag was some grip tape for skateboards Uh. and pieces of sand. So these clothes definitely pointed to a skater. This was kind of the trendy skater clothes at the time. And everything was found to be washed in hard water. Which means that it couldn't have been washed in Japan, but it could have been washed in Korea.
0: Ah, so there's signs pointing to someone who wasn't from.
1: Yeah, so the Japan. sand, interesting. The sand too. This is gonna
0: interesting.
1: Throw everything for a loop. The sand was tested. The sand that was found in the bag, and apparently, it was said to belong to at the United States Air Force Base in Los Angeles. Weird. The Edwards Air Force Base. So, this threw a huge loop in the investigation because now they're looking at the US as well. Of
0: course. Korea,
1: Japan, the US, 30s to 40s. Like, they really had nothing to go off of. So, the undershirt that was white and purple was found to be a very rare shirt. Only 130 have been sold, but they could not track, they can only track about 12 of those people.
0: Dang. So, this
1: was a dead end. The blood found at the crime scene that didn't belong to the family was obviously put into the database at the Tokyo Police Department.
0: Of course. But
1: none could be traced. No one was in the database. So they did find out, however, that the killer's blood was type A from a male. So we know a male and mixed race. Maternal DNA was said to come from European descent and paternal DNA was from East Asian descent. Ah, The Y chromosome showed that it was more likely Korean or Chinese than Japanese. And after finding this out, the Tokyo Police Department decided to reach out to the International Criminal Police Organization for some help because it's clear this killer could literally be from anywhere or located anywhere right now. Yeah, of course. So by this time, the investigation was becoming one of the largest in Japan. There were thousands of investigators on this case. And they also found that the profile of the killer they found before had not been entirely correct. Because, you know, they said that they could be in the 30s or 40s. Now they believe the killer could have been born between 1965 and 1985, meaning that the killer could be anywhere from 15 to 35 years old. Dang. Also because of, like, how much physical strength they would need to get inside the home and kill all these people. So this was way younger than what they originally thought. And all the witnesses. Of course they thought he
0: was in his 40s, at least. All
1: the witnesses too were seeing people way older than this.
0: So they so weird. It's so
1: weird. So they also believed that this killer was around five foot seven and kind of thin-billed and right-handed. The police would ask the public for help, and more and more tips would flood in. And that is when investigators found a new a few more tips that were a little interesting. One is that the neighborhood the Miyazawa family lived in started to find animals either harmed or tortured starting as early as summer of 2000, before the murders. Like, there were often stray animals or, like, rodents or cats that were skinned and found with their tails cut off and, like, you know, just terrible things that show sadistic behavior, Mm -hmm. and no one can figure out why it was happening. And this would kind of make sense with the younger killer because if this person was starting out with animals, You know, it's usually, then they escalate to humans. It's kind of like the younger side of Of a person who's going to kill people in the future. So another tip that would come in was from a taxi driver who said that three men had wanted to be picked up around this area the night of the murders. And it Ah. was nearby the house. And they were very quiet the entire journey and a little suspicious. It was three middle-aged men. And when they got out, they left blood behind on the seat. Mm. it's said that this dna was tested but we don't know if this is true or if it was connected or not we know nothing further but i guess it had nothing because this case is still unsolved so yeah there was also another tip found from a train station about three hours away from the murder scene and this was six hours after the bodies had been found when a man would be admitted to the hospital because he had a deep stab wound in his hand huh And this man was said to be in his 30s, did not give out his name, and apparently wasn't concerned about his wound at all. And as soon as they patched him up, he just got up and left. And no one knew anything else about him. Um, Police could not figure out if these tips were connected to the murders or just coincidence. So Yeah. So 100 days after the murders, police were going through evidence, and they found that they had collected a small Buddhist statue that had been brought in at the time of the murders, found a few miles from the crime scene in a creek bed. And this certain statue was actually said to, like, keep children safe in the afterlife if they had died before their parents. So they had no idea if this was part of the case or if it was a possible motive or just a random object found, you know, because Raya was killed before his parents and Yasuko was killed before her mother. So, like, could this have something to do with it? But also, like, a lot of people were moving at this time, so maybe someone had lost it or it fell out of a moving truck. But, like, police were trying to just grab onto anything they could. They were trying to track out anything that could be a possible lead because they had no suspects at all. To this day, we still don't know who committed these murders, of course. Um, There are multiple possibilities. There are multiple theories. It could be, you know, the skateboarders Mikio supposedly confronted or the gang members he supposedly confronted. Was it someone at Mikio's work? Um, If it was, this doesn't really make sense because Ray was killed first. Like, you would think you would want to get the the father out of the way first or, like, the strongest member of the household Uh out of the way first. Um, Another theory that's heavily discussed is whether or not this was one killer or multiple. Was it the three men in the taxi, or maybe the person who climbed the tree and broke in through the screen window let others in through the door? Yeah. Maybe one killed Ray, one killed Mikio, and one killed Yasuko and Nina, since some of the wounds were kind of different.
0: Yep, that could be possible. This is complex. I know. And it's weird that nobody knows anything.
1: I know. The biggest theory thus far, however, is that this killer could have possibly been from the military Um, possibly stationed in or near japan and that is why the sand connected to a military base maybe the killer had already left the country and that's why no one could find them it could be a possibility that this killer liked to commit crimes um in like different parts of the country or world and moved around a lot so they wouldn't get caught kind of like israel keys in a way Also, since they couldn't be found in the Tokyo Police Department database via their DNA. So maybe this was kind of like a drifter of some sorts. Someone in the military who's just stationed in different places. So when I think about this case, I don't think it was police negligence. Um, It was kind of more like in its inexperience. Yeah. Since they had never seen anything like this pretty much in their careers, like a murder of this scale. And because all of these clues are literally pointing them like to all over the world. And of people of all different ages. We're going to talk a little bit about the family next door for a second. Um, not that I think they had anything to do with it. But some people do believe that Ashai and her daughter and son-in-law, uh, Yasuko's sister and her husband, had something to do with it. So Ashai was questioned thoroughly about everything that happened when she had found the bodies. And she said that when she walked in, she said she'd seen the ground floor light on as well as the entrance hallway. But then a paper boy came forward and said that the lights weren't on at all. She then couldn't remember if the door was locked and if she had to use her spare key to get in or if it was unlocked and she just unlocked and she just walked in. Which is sad because like that's a really important part of the investigation. Like.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Did the killer leave through the front door? ever unlock it if they came through the window? Like, what if they did let people in? Like, Yeah, we need to know. (laughs) That's unfortunate. She kind of kept changing her story a lot, but, like, honestly, she was traumatized, so. Of course. We can't blame her. Police did not believe that her or her daughter or son-in-law were suspects at all. In 2015, a documentary about this case came out, and Yusuko's sister, who was visiting next door at the time, would go to the Broadcast and Human Rights and Other Relation Rights Committee of the Broadcasting Ethics and Program Improvement Organization.
0: Yeah, okay, hell yeah, <laughs> okay, okay. One of my faves.
1: It's a file, a complaint. Total banger. Because the documentary essentially broadcasted the theory that the family was murdered out of resentment. I don't know of what. And the family did not agree with this. They were very offended. A book was also released around this time by a true crime author named Fuya Ikihashi. And he had said that he he's like, I found a suspect. I know who did this. He referred to this man as R. And he believed that he had traced the soil of the f- footprints that were found in the home to the Ginagi province in South Korea, and R had apparently served time in the Korean army, and he believed that R had killed them for money. And the author said the man's fingerprints matched those at the crime scene, but there was really, like, no evidence to confirm that this theory is true at all. So, I don't know what this is wow, on about. Bah, bah,
0: bah, bah. Three
1: years later, in 2018, the Tokyo police released more information about another theory, which is... um. That this was done by someone who was unemployed because Japan at the time was a, was apparently in the lost decade where 4% of the youth living there were unemployed. Shit. And then, like I mentioned earlier, it's rumored that the Miyazawa family was paid off to leave the area so they could keep expanding the park. So maybe this is why the killer was trying to access bank accounts and why the family was murdered if they knew that this family had this money. So police said that perhaps the killer could be between 15 and 20 years old, right-handed and possibly a drifter. So not only are locations all over the map, but ages are too, because originally they thought the killer was between 30 and 40 years yeah, of, of age. Yeah, of course.
0: And then they went all the way down to 15, right? Yeah.
1: And then they went 15 to 35, and now it's 15 to 20. And it's Los Angeles, Korea, Japan. We don't Yeah, know.
0: they have no idea.
1: As of now, police are still working to find the killer, and an award of 20 million yen has been offered for information, and the house that they were murdered in is now abandoned. Apparently, the city wanted to demolish it, but the family refused to let that happen, so it's still standing today.
0: Well, shit. That one is, that's very sad and weird.
1: It's so frustrating. And, like, no
0: leads and, Nothing. Like everything that they think they end up contradicting. Just stupid.
1: It's so weird. It's so that weird. That is
0: fucking weird. The
1: shit in the toilet, the like, stripping naked and leaving with just the jacket. The random people that everyone was just seeing around like thinking yeah. hey, this is it. This is it. The sand from Los Angeles. Like it's just so From an crazy. air force
0: base. Like what? so bizarre. Yeah.
1: I have no and idea. Nothing
0: has happened. And this happened when again? 2000. Yeah, that's crazy. That now 22 years later nothing. Nothing. Well,
1: i know it's incredibly that's a frustrating. real head scratcher it's incredibly frustrating thanks christian for
0: <laughs> that's a real head scratcher <laughs> for recommending <Christian>. us
1: one <laughs> no we love you uh yeah let thanks us for know if you have any theories if i missed any information that could be like of importance that we that we didn't talk about yes you can message the show at spooky show pod on instagram please write and review like I said. And then everything else that we do, because we do a lot of things, is in the show notes. Including Correct. where to get merch and, you know, all that fun stuff. Heck yeah. Anything you want to say, Harrison?
0: Double H, double A, double R, double I, double S, double O, double N dot com.
1: Wow, okay.
0: For all your needs.
1: Yeah, all of Harrison needs. Nudes and all. Feet pets. No, incorrect. <laughs> okay, well, have the best week of your entire life talk to you next week bye